everybody to Four Color Sequentials, Volume 3, Episode 5. I am Luis Cavedo. And I'm Dominic Saragusa. Happy to have Dominic back. It's been a while. Uh, you've had a... Eventful couple weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened with the bathroom? I don't even know where to start. I just say, yeah, well, it sucked. Sorry, I, we haven't, we really haven't talked about it since you gave me a call Monday. Yeah. And Dominic needed me to do some uh, some translating for uh, <laughs> for his crew of workers and uh, differences in pricing on some work, but it's over. It's okay. It's fine. It was supposed to take what two days, a day, and it ended up taking almost a week. Yeah. So it was real cool. So I had, and you have to stay home with them the whole time they're there. So mm-hmm. I spent the last week at home, and you get a little sir crazy. So yeah, you sound pretty. Pretty crazy. I'm. <laughs> I hung up the phone at work, and I was laughing. And Vanessa, my coworker, asked me what what happened. And I told her the story, and I said, "Yeah, Dominic just hung up, and he just he just like did a like the psycho laugh." That <laughs> okay. All right. Well, they can bicker all they want, but they're gonna get the, they're gonna get the eight hundred dollars. That's it. <laughs> and yeah, we had we had a good time laughing about that. I'm and, sorry. And then about wanna... five minutes later, after we hung up the phone, they accepted that they weren't going to get any extra money and left. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of, you know. Oh no, it's fine. It'll be memories that, but... when we move. But lesson learned, right? For yeah, for the stuff. future, hire professionals and not under the table people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, big spoiler alert: this is going to be a Deadpool two and Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, review, and uh, and we're gonna go into it with spoilers. So let's start with let's start with Death, Deadpool two because I know uh, I know you've got some strong opinions about Solo. So thumbs up or thumbs down on Deadpool? 2? Thumbs up a lot. Yeah, uh, I liked it way more than the first one. Really, you liked it yeah. better than the first one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I man, I I I didn't. Not All right, so here's the thing. Since I've since the first one came out and I've rewatched it a couple times, I don't like it. You don't like the first uh-uh. movie? No, I think it's like I think it's boring. Um, not I've, boring. I don't know. It's just not interesting. You just watched it too many I don't, times. I don't know. No, I've only seen it like four times, and I I don't think it's funny. That's the thing. I really don't think the first one's that funny. All right, see now I found that the first one. The humor wasn't as forced as it is in this one. I thought this one was way. I thought this one was way funnier. Uh, maybe I see. We watched it alone. You, wa- I watched it by myself, yeah. and you went on your own afterwards. Did Brett see it? No, no. Okay. I told Not her she her would actually like this one more than she liked the first one. That's what. Yeah, that's what I told Gina, and I, I'll, I'll have to <coughs> red box it or whatever for for her when it comes out. But um, yeah, you know, it was an empty theater. It was Friday before work, and it was. Yeah, I laughed. It was. It had its moments, but. It just reminded me a little bit of Guardians Volume Two, where the a lot of the jokes were good, but a lot of it was like, "All right, joke in, joke in, time for Lots a joke, of time for a joke," and it just, it just, it the rapid fire thing for the jokes felt a little too forced at times. I will say the first part of the movie, I was kind of bored. It's, eh, it's kind of all over the place. But when they finally get the X Force montage, when they're getting the team together, from there on, I really, really liked it. And that, from that point on, that's why I liked it more than the first movie. That was unexpected. I mean, I I know a lot of people have watched. I love Rob Delaney too. So 
Is that the guy that plays Peter? Uh, Peter? He's the guy yeah. that plays Peter. He's he's hysterical. His stand up's great. His show catastrophe's great. Yeah, he he was pretty funny. I I don't I didn't even know about him <coughs> until this movie came out. But he's uh, he's hysterical. Yeah, that that whole scene was kind of a big shock because I I only saw the one trailer for this movie, the very first one with Deadpool playing around with the toys. Yeah, and I know a lot of the marketing for this has kind of made a big point about X Force. Yeah, and the members of it. And, and it was awesome the, what they did in the movie. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I wasn't upset at them killing them off. I was a little bit upset at the at killing off Shatterstar. If only because this was kind of Marvel, or in this case Fox, but their first opportunity to really put uh, a a good, high-class Asian superhero. And they just killed him off within the first, what, 20 minutes of him showing up. So that part was a little bit messed up. You know, I kind of felt bad, but... Yeah, it was hilarious. It was it was a, an effective montage, oh, and that was probably the funniest part of the movie. The, yeah, the whole everything leading up and then them dying and, um, I mean, Zazie Beetz was great. I mm-hmm. loved her as Domino. Yeah, she steals um, every scene. She was. <clears throat> what did you think of the cameo of who Vanisher was? Did you did you realize? Did, did you when you saw it in theaters? Did you know who it was immediately? Yeah, yeah. When he gets when he gets shot, yeah. and you see his face. Yeah, I, I come on. Yeah. You know, he's he recognized. How can you not recognize that mug, you know? Yeah. Um, you know why it was him? Or why it probably was him? Didn't he produce part of it or something? No, he was uh, one of the first names thrown out for Cable. Oh, okay. I had no idea he was even in the running. Yeah, but... he was one of like the top choices for Cable. It came down to like him, Brolin, and somebody else. All right, so Cable. What did you think of Cable? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. He was... Uh... Brolin just I don't know he could he make takes a character that should be stupid and just makes him great. Mm-hmm. And and now he's like comic book royalty because yeah. he's played Thanos and Cable. I'd watch but... a whole movie of Josh Brolin staring into a mirror chugging beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's got to do something. But yeah, there was there was this like quiet intensity to every scene that he's in, and and I've heard a lot of the. Uh, comparisons like Terminator. Yeah. And he is like a force of nature when he shows up. And I was actually thinking about it. Oh, this this almost kind of reminds me of the first time the Winter Soldier shows up in the Captain America movies. And then he makes the reference to <laughs> these damn guys with the, you know, the he middle just, arms. What did he say? An old, an old guy with a Winter Soldier arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I wasn't really interested in any of the stuff with like the orphanage and all that. I was kind of like, bleh. I and really I think care. it was meant to be kind of a throwaway thing because they never gave it any focus, and it's supposed to kind of like be tragic and everything. But hopefully they'll explore it more with Domino with Zazie yeah. Beats, and because obviously she has some connection to it by the, by the way the uh, the movie went. Uh, what did you think of the uh, X Men cameo? Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a nice little nod. What about the opening Logan thing? Yeah, it was funny. It was it was unnecessary, but it was funny. I hope this is in a way them kind of putting the cap on the whole Hugh Jackman showing up yeah. for a Deadpool movie because it just doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I I thought it was a perfect solution. I don't know if you read the Ultimate Comics X Men for very long. At one point, Cable does finally show up. Robert Kirkman actually wrote him into the to the book, and it's. <laughs> 
It's Wolverine oh. from the future. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did know that. So I thought, well, this is your perfect opportunity to put Wolverine in a Deadpool movie. Just And Josh Brolin would have been perfect, too, because he's not too tall either. You know, he's he's the right mold and the right fit. Uh, yeah, that you know, the, the, the cameos were good. The roles in there were good. Obviously, there's a storm in the background if you can't hear it. Um, the whole theme, what do you think of, like, all right, the first movie was... Kids Make You Better. Huh? That, like, Kids Make You Better. That Is that when you got out of it? Because I thought, all right, so the first movie I thought was a pretty much strict love story and almost a romantic comedy in a sense. I know you don't like it anymore now, but, like, I, I think it works effectively because of the yeah. the relationship that they build between Vanessa and, and Wade or Deadpool. And then this movie was about family and finding a family. Yeah. Even despite the loss. Like, I thought, it's actually a pretty tragic and sad yeah. movie uh, if it allows itself to be. I was more emotionally connected to it. That's probably, I think that's why I liked it more. How, how do you, how, all right, explain to me how you got more connected to it. Um, and maybe because it does a lot of things where it goes through, like, your heartstrings. Especially with a lot of the scenes with the kids. It's a father-son movie. Yeah, yeah, sort of, kind of. And it's about, like, building a family. Right. Well, that was... And, like, somebody who doesn't want to accept the role of, like, oh, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big issue I have, I'll get to that in a second, but, um, I mean, it's a, it's a movie about family. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody who doesn't want to be a part of a family or accept that responsibility, but learning how to do it. And I thought it, it was just interesting. Yeah, no, there's... That's all in there, but and I thought the action was incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, the action scenes were great. Uh, but see that the only big problem I have with this movie, which the first one kind of does effectively and this one doesn't, is that it doesn't know when to hold the serious points. Yeah, it's like okay, it's it's about to get serious, about to get serious. Oh no, it's a fart joke. You know, we can't <laughs> let it happen for too long. Like what, the whole dying thing, <clears throat> it was a good gag to have. It like, went a keep bit coming long. back, keep coming back, keep coming back, but. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys, just let us have the moment, you know? And then, but that's the whole point. It's yeah, to not no, let yeah. you have the moment. Then, and then that's when I go, like, okay. It's well, a Deadpool if, movie. Yeah, it's not if, supposed to let you have the moment. If Deadpool was breaking the fourth wall, he'd tell me, you idiot, you're not getting it. That's not the point, you know? <laughs> the only gag I thought was funny at first, and then I was like, all right, this gag is going on way too long, is the mm. baby legs. Yeah, I don't, I didn't That really was a choice. That. Like, that was a real choice. It's like, all right, well, you know, last time it was the baby arm, but now the baby legs thing is just like... And baby dick. You got baby dick in there. Right, yeah. It's 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 weird. It's weird. It was The opening of that scene was really funny, though. The bantering between all three of them. Yeah, and it worked effectively. But then they just don't know when to cut the joke yeah. out sometimes with the movie. I think that's the point. My biggest issue with the movie is... All right, so you're building the emotional crux for the kid mm-hmm. on, like, having him not kill this guy. Right? Right, the the headmaster or whatever. And the one person you're choosing to explain why not to kill somebody who's probably who's is somebody who has a death count at somewhere near north of ten thousand people. Deadpool? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're having him be the one to explain that you shouldn't kill this guy. But even though Deadpool probably should kill the guy. Alright. See but it works because initially, like Deadpool one, he's just a, a straight up assassin kind of builds up into an anti-hero, but by the end, he's just a selfish prick. With this one, he starts off a selfish prick, 
He tries the hero thing. It doesn't quite work out. He goes back to just being selfish. And by the end of it, it's like, okay, I know I can be a hero. I can actually do a part of, of the get of the bad or the good guy. Sorry, the good guy. So I think that's that was All right, the point so of for you. Who won the movie? Uh, I gotta give it to Z- Zazie Beats because yeah. she she steal she really does steal every scene she's in. It was effortless. Like she just there's it's almost like a method of acting where you just don't even have to try. You know the old uh, Marlon Brando thing where it's like I'm just here. I, I'm gonna <laughs> tell my lines, but somehow you end up with and I'm not saying you know this is a, an Academy Award winning. Uh, performance, but you end up with something that's just it's really cool. It really works. And and she kind of takes a lot of the movie for me. Uh, Roland... In second place, yeah. Yeah. And, and... I mean, Ryan Reynolds is about as comfortable as he can be playing Deadpool at this point. I'd, I'd have a hard time seeing anybody else do it. Yeah. He just borders on the annoying. Like, the way... Like, I love Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn, but watching her in Suicide Squad, it's like, sometimes I just, oh, it's just aggravating. It's like, take it back a notch, just for a little bit, okay? And I get it, you're supposed to be annoying, but give me a break here, man. You know? And then, um, yeah, I mean, mine's the same thing. So what do you think of the end credit sequence? So if you don't know, the end credit sequence will ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Is that Deadpool ends up getting Cable's time travel device. And he goes to fix the timeline. First, he kills himself in X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Right, yeah, yeah. He kills the shitty version of himself. And then he goes and kills uh, who Ryan Reynolds right when he accepts the Green Lantern script. No, that's the last thing. That's the last right? one. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Before that, he, he makes sure all the X-Men saves guys Vanessa. Look. Yeah. It almost effectively <laughs> ruin, can, just makes the whole movie <laughs> null and void, pretty much. But... You know, it's about the journey, right? It's not about the destination. So, yeah, it works fine. It was a he little... He saves the X-Force, and then he kills Ryan Reynolds in the mm. real world on not accepting the Green Lantern script. Right, which uh, which the funniest thing to come out of that is DC's asking for their Green Lantern ring back from Ryan Reynolds. Are they know, really? I don't know if you saw that, but yeah. I don't know if he's going to give it back either, but I thought that was pretty funny. They really do shit on DC in this movie a lot. A lot. But what does he say? He said, "I met a man." He said, "Why is he running late?" Because I met a guy, and it's crazy that his mother's name was Martha too. Yeah. (laughs) They, yeah, more than anything, they pick on DC. But what I what I respected about it is that it picks on itself, it picks on Marvel. So at least it's got a a self-deprecating. I will say the jokes about Cable being racist are really funny throughout the whole movie. I thought they were really funny. It was yeah, it was a funny gag to go into, but. When he tells him to say it in your Indian voice. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost a little bit uncomfortable. Just slightly uncomfortable. But I think that's part of the humor, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All around, it's not a bad movie. I can't say it's a bad movie. But, and, and if anything, it gave us the first good live-action version of Juggernaut. What do you think yeah, of Juggernaut? Yeah, it was awesome. It was great, yeah. It looks fantastic, even though he's wearing the whole prison jumpsuit yeah. the whole time. The massiveness and the way he works and walks in the movie, it actually looks great. And Ryan Reynolds pulls double duty playing Juggernaut, too. Was it, did he, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, oh. he does the voice, and it's it's just uncredited. Uh, I looked it up afterwards, and I was, I was surprised to find that it was him. 
I will say I like Deadpool 2 more than Solo. Okay. So tell me what you thought of Solo. Alright. We, 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 we've been talking about Solo for a while because we were excited that Phil Lord and, and Chris Miller were going to work on it initially. And then things got uh, mucky. We'll just leave it at that. And then Ron Howard had to step in and do uh, what looked like a rush job to get this movie out on time. No, it's going to come down loud. It's raining outside. With the rain? Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can get rid of it and after editing, then we'll do that. But if not, we'll just run through. I'll talk louder. <laughs> no, you know, don't do No, no. Okay. So. Get the dogs barking again. <laughs> oh, God forbid. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Let, let's just start with this. So, th- Solo. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> thumbs all the way down. Wow. I, all right. See, I would have given Deadpool 2 like a midway up thumb, and we'll just give it a full <laughs> thumbs up. I don't know, man. I really like this movie. God, it's so boring. How was it boring? Oh, my God. I was falling asleep. It doesn't stop. It, it <coughs> right, moves first really off, briskly. Right, you want know? me to give you all my problems? or all the thing, you, mean, you mean to go with the things I liked first or the things I didn't like? <sighs> yeah, I, let me see how I got this set up. Uh... <laughs> Because I tried to, I tried to defend this movie even with the questions, and I'm like, all right, how can I get something good out of Dominic from this movie? Because I know you didn't like. It. I know you didn't. I know you. Didn't. There's things I liked in it. There's two things. All right, let's. I liked <laughs> <it>. <laughs> all right, let's start with the negative first, so we can end on a positive. Note. What did you not like about it? First off, there's no reason for this movie to exist. I'm not gonna fight you on that one. You're right. No reason. Okay. I don't care how we got the name Solo. Like, that when I knew I was going to not like it, first off, mm-hmm. has no one ever thought to throw a rock in that window, in that whole scene? That's all I could think after that scene. Where the worm lady... Oh, with the... Yeah, yeah, with Proxima. Yeah. yeah. That's... <clears throat> that. That's the first thing. Second thing, you couldn't see shit for, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. It was so dark. But yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And I, I like Bradford Young a lot. So, but okay. I mean, most there's scenes, there's shots in this movie that I really do like. Um. But I knew I wasn't gonna. There's things I wasn't gonna like right when they were like, "What's your last? What's what's your name?" Mm-hmm. You knew I don't it have was one. coming. Yeah, and it's like, you don't have one. Solo, Hans. I was like, ah, I'm doing the jerk off motion. Right. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be one of those movies the whole time. <laughs> And it was. It, a lot of it, okay, a lot of it is fan I don't service. Care I, how he gets the block bus. I don't care how he gets the blaster. I don't care a lot of, how he gets that, solo. The whole blaster thing, that was almost like, a, all right, here's a given. They didn't even address it. It's like, here's your gun. That's for I, a mission. Let's go from here. All right, here. I've heard multiple people bring this up, and I agree with it. All right. In 15 minutes, you learn how Indiana Jones gets his hat, gets his whip, Gets his scar, learns how he dresses. Why does he act the way he? What does he believe he? Why he believes that way, and um, why does he hate snakes? In 15 minutes, you get all of that. Okay. And that's perfect. It, dude, this movie was two hours and 20 minutes. It was so long. You're gonna take two hours and 20 minutes of my time. You better make it worth it. But see, you were want. Okay, that's. <coughs> I'm not gonna take away from what you didn't like about it. But see, oh, that's, I'm not done yet. That, okay. <laughs> all right. No, no. But you're. 
the way you're explaining it to me, you're telling me, I went to go watch this movie, and all I got was an explanation for Solo. For why he does this, why he does that. He's an he archetype, though. That's the problem. He's an archetype. Every The origin for Han Solo is New Hope. A New Hope. I don't need anything extra. Everything I need to know about Han Solo, I know because of A New Hope. He's a little cyn- he's cynical. He's an asshole. He's okay. a smartass. And by the end, he's like, you know what? I can work on it. Uh, uh, Alright, what else is on your I don't like list? First off, the dir- like Ron Howard as a director has made incredible movies. This movie is so bland in the way it's like shot and the direction. It's just it looks like prestige TV. It doesn't look like a movie. For a movie that was two hundred and fifty million dollars. Alright, I'll get to it in a second. Then uh the pacing is all over the place. And that's what happens when you shoot a movie two times. Okay. And there's scenes that look like everyone in the movie thinks they're in a different movie. Like, point, all right, give me an example. Uh, let's see. After the Sabacc scene. And most, almost any scene with Lando seems like, you know what, he thinks he's still in the Phil Lord movie. Like the Lord and Miller movie. And I loved every scene with Lando. That was one of the things I really liked, so I'll get to that in a second. All right. Um, why, why was there a war scene in the middle of the movie? Out of nowhere. It's like, th- for ten minutes it became Saving Private Ryan, and it just throws you off. And you... And it's all handheld and shaky mm-hmm. in that scene. And then it goes to like this really crisp, which you can like you see after that scene. It's like, oh, this is when he took over. Because it becomes very crisp and bland and not very innovative. And it's just like, eh. All right. And then the score. <laughs> Why was it, it like beat you over the head? And it was weird. What were the kids? Why like the choir of children? For the Marauders, I get it. By the end of the movie, it makes sense. Oh, for the 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 it's a train scene. Like the the train scene should have been like a minimal score. But like they beat you over the like I would have loved the train scene, but I was so distracted by the score the whole time. It was was like uh, (coughs) the score. I I will admit it wasn't my favorite, but now like on retrospection, it almost reminds me of the prequels. Yeah, which aren't good. No, no, I know, but. The way, like I have an Another appreciation person? for John Williams. All right, I, I haven't. I just remember. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. John Williams <coughs> is instantly recognizable, right? Even when he's bad, which is not often, he's still recognizable. And there's this grand, like, almost bombastic energy in the prequels in his music, like even with the Duel of the Fates and all this, but. It almost lends to the tone, like we're gearing this more towards kids because it's more fun, it's more upbeat. It's not fun. <laughs> I don't think the movie's fun at all. And then, all right, um, Paul Bettany's a perfect example of someone who is in a different movie, which, by the way, every scene he's in is shot on the same set. So he's probably there for like four days because his part was originally Michael K. Williams. Right, right, yeah. Um, guys in a different movie. Do you all... Oh, all right. And I then under, I'll get I, to the cameo at the end. I understand everything you've got to say about this. You don't think... All right. Let's talk about the cameo. Go ahead. All right. Go we'll ahead. ruin the cameo. Yeah. Darth Maul shows Darth up. Darth Maul shows up. He's the head of the Crimson... Uh, whatever it is. Why? Tell me... Explain to me why he's in it. All right. And I'll tell you why I think he's in it. 
you you haven't watched. I know, Wars I know. And he's a, and he leaves like the Sith, has the spider legs, has robot legs, right. and is like the leader of a crime syndicate. There's there's this whole backstory yeah. that has been built for him in <coughs> separate media. So is his cameo just like to give credence to that, or is it to set up him as a villain in the second movie? I think it's just to try to redeem the character. Okay. You know, let's all let's break it all down to finances, okay? Disney is looking for their cash cows in this, and with Star Wars, a lot of the cash cows are the characters that either A, have no lines, B, have three lines, or C, die off unceremoniously. Case in point, Boba Fett, Darth Maul, you know, take your pick. But <coughs> here's a chance to, like, okay, this guy's pretty popular. Everybody likes him. He's the most people's favorite part about The Phantom Menace, if there's a favorite part to that movie. And here's our chance to redeem him and give him new life on the screen. And you get Sam Witwer, who kills it as Darth Maul in, in uh, Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels, and you voice him. And as soon as he started talking, like, because you don't see him at first, but as soon as I heard the voice, I looked at Gina and I said, I know that voice. I know who this guy is. And it was, it was almost cool to just like, okay, here's a second chance to give this guy meaning. Because a lot of the people that go see these movies don't, A, watch Clone Wars or watch Rebels. They have no idea what Pablo Hidalgo's saying yes and no to in the back in the background. And if you don't know who pa- Pablo Hidalgo is, he is as uh like I look up to the guy and he's also one of the most grating human beings in the world to me. Uh, do you, have you ever seen Pablo Hidalgo? Yeah. Short little guy with a beard, yeah. glasses, and he is almost like the caretaker of Star Wars history. What's canon, what isn't, yeah. and he lords it over people. Like he he swaggers around with this ability to say, I have this knowledge. I get to tell you what's right and what's not. <laughs> and But then it's like, okay, he still does a pretty decent job of keeping all these balls up in the air and making sense. I don't even know why I mentioned that. The whole point of it is that here's, okay, an open point in the timeline to insert the character back in and say, all right, here's your chance to see him on the big screen again. I know it doesn't make sense to you, and you probably thought, you know, this is fan wanks shit, you know? Exactly what I thought. Yeah. So I was sitting there. At first, I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> Why is he in this? Did they just put this in in, like, the last three months of post? Because it's like, oh, this movie's going to suck. You don't Let's think this was a ri- ex- part of the original plan? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I think it was, uh, ah, this movie's, this is a, this could be a train wreck. What can we do to get people to talk about one scene on the internet all weekend after the movie comes out to get them excited? Oh, let's put Darth Maul in. Alright. So, what did I like? Now that we're done with what I didn't like. And Alden Emmerich <laughs> is fine. He is fine. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. Like, we were, okay. we were fairly worried. And when I first watched that trailer, like I said, oh, at least he looks apart. And then I called the open button and it was like, Friggin' terrible! Are you kidding me? This is the guy that we're gonna let solo. And it, yeah, I was a little worried after I spoke to you. It's like, is Dominic seeing something I'm not seeing here? Well, because my whole thing was, it's like, 
Oh, so the first trailer is the main character doesn't say more than three words. That's cool. That's probably a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did I like? Lando. I love Lando. Give what? That's give me that movie instead. That is way more interesting. Except like, I don't know if I want the movie like being about like, does he fuck robots or does he not fuck robots? <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, even like, it, it wasn't overt enough that when. Uh, L3 has that conversation with Kira. Uh, like, Gina had to look look at me and say, it's like, are they talking about what I think they're talking about? Like, is it like inter-species relationship between a robot and a human being? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah just let it go. I mean, there's people that do it in the world yeah, now. Yeah, they do it now, right. <laughs> it's just the way the, the world is going. But, see, you just told me, you just told me I learned all I needed to know about Han Solo in A New Hope. You didn't learn all that you needed to know about Lando Calrissian no. in Empire Strikes Back? No. That, that, I no, give up. actually, I give up. Actually, you you, you like Lando you because... You, I, you know what? I take it back. It you was do, Donald Glover. You do learn enough about him. He's a scoundrel. Yeah. He'll turn on you if he needs to to save his own skin. He's not You're a right. bad guy. You're right. You're right. He's got the bigger picture in mind. Yeah. But you don't get you get three movies. Actually, you've gotten four movies of Han Solo with a dominant performance. You've gotten a combined with amount of screen time mm-hmm. one movie of Lando. Give me more stories of him I because it's more interesting. I can agree that that I think story all my issues to be told all my issues for Solo stem from the fact that I don't think the movie deserves like needs to exist. I'll I'll agree with you that I'll I'll just say that I enjoyed it a lot better than I was expecting to. I was bored. Like, did you like any of the new characters? L3, I liked it, I think, Kira, Beckett. I like to think that, like, Woody Harrelson was stoned for the entire time he was making the movie. That's why he's acting the way he is. I thought Dan, Tandy Newton was awesome until they killed her after ten minutes. I was like, that was see, yeah, here's my thing. That was kind of a Start up. the movie. I think I would have found it a lot more interesting if you start the movie with the war. Mm-hmm. And you build up and you end with the train heist. That I because will then say, yeah. all those characters mm-hmm. in that segment get a full movie, and they were all really interesting. But you get 15 minutes with them, and then it's over, and you're on to like the second movie immediately. It's like, whoa, just give us that. Yeah, no, they killed <clears throat> certain characters off definitely way too quick. But the Disney and Star Wars model for these things has always been we explore the backstory later by releasing a book, yeah. by releasing the comic book, by giving them a episode in one of the animated series. Yeah. So that part I can understand. I mean, that's that's how they make their bread and butter. But yeah, I can agree they killed them off way too quick. You didn't get to spend um, enough time with them. I loved L3. I thought Lando was great. And the second thing that I really enjoyed, I will say the most fun I had in the movie, mm-hmm. was the uh, Kessel Run. See, a lot of people didn't seem to like much about the Kessel Run. I, I don't know. I just, but it's a sequence that I enjoyed because the whenever he mentions the Kessel Run, you always pictured Han and Chewie sitting on the Millennium Falcon and somehow piloting it through this thing. But they make it a team effort yeah. in the movie. Like Beckett's in the gun, L3 sacrifices her brain so that they have the right coordinates. Everybody's playing a part to make this thing happen. And it's, 
you know, the the fact that Han tries to pass it off as this is my accomplishment yeah. makes it all the better, you know. And I will say another scene that I enjoyed was how when he meets Chewie. Yeah, it works for me. I was a big fan of how it happened in the old uh, EU expanded universe before Disney bought the company, and Han saves Chewie from Imperial slavers while he was in the academy, but it was a fun bit. Yeah, Jonas Suotomo, the guy that plays Chewie now. Yeah, I don't know if he just studied Peter Mayhew, but. It's seamless. Like, how, yeah, you know, you that's one of those things you don't really think about. It's like, okay, the guy's wearing a 50-pound suit of fur, so it's not like you can really get much emotion, but he walks and, and uh, moves really, really right. So he, he sells the part really well. I liked him. I liked... I liked this movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I just had fun watching it. See, I'm not... I just didn't go in with the expectation to be pissed about it. I think that's I, I, from everything that I had heard, all these, I was, I set the expectations like I think it's going to be exciting. Because I had talked to other people who had seen it already by the time I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay. See, but then you let your expectations go up again. That's why you have to go into these things <laughs> zero expectations so you can enjoy them. No, look, I, I have to like, tip my hat to, Ron Howard. I know. For I know he the seems most boring to be, stars movie since Phantom Menace. Could you have done better in, in six months? Oh no! But or then less it goes, than that because no, it was no. Yeah. But then it goes back to this movie shouldn't exist. You wouldn't have those problems. Had this movie yeah, not but then, they, then you're then you're at least 150 <coughs> grand down the drain on this movie. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, there's no saving it. Like one of the things I'm really looking forward to is exploring the backstories of these characters. Kira specifically because it's just like a, they did the right thing to not release the background because you don't know how, how far she's willing to go to betray yeah. things. And and that's the mystery of all these characters I think was the best part. The mystery that I really kind of hated when it was revealed was for Emphis Nest. And, you know, okay... It, it's cool, yeah, because you have the byline of the rebels and the rebellion. Oh, that it was kids. Yeah, but when it and how about the fact that it just when, wasn't convincing. When she to takes me. her helmet off, it looks like her suit is too big, and she's like, yeah, shrunk. She like, you could definitely tell it was a body double. I know that's exactly <laughs> it. Like even if you were wearing wearing padding or a bodysuit, it you 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 no, it just doesn't work anymore, you know. And it's not because it's a kid. It's not because it's a it girl. It looks like when she takes the helmet off, it's like, oh, that's. It looks like the suit's too big for you now. Yeah, you you got to go back to the playground at that point, you know. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry you didn't like it. I eh, just whatever. Hopefully, part two will be. It's not gonna get. Yeah, it doesn't two. look like it's gonna happen. <laughs> it doesn't even look like it's gonna clear two fifty here. Yeah, in the make US. even. Yeah, but. Where does it sit for you on the scale of, like, prequels, originals, right. Rogue One, uh, new the, stuff? So, the least favorite, Phantom Menace. Second least favorite, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Third least favorite, Solo. That low, okay. Yeah. So, one of the prequels actually beat it. I was, yeah, uh, Revenge right. of the Sith. Okay. Yep. There's nothing else to say, because I... I 
I need somebody to bounce positive <laughs> things off of here, man, and I don't have anybody to do so with. And there's nothing I can bring out of this thing that's going to make it look good. So, whatever. If you liked it, yeah, I, I whatever. What'd you like about it? It was a fun movie. It moved briskly. I don't know why you, you're telling me now that it felt like the two and a half hours that you're sitting down. No, it did. <sighs> Avengers Infinity War felt like an hour and a half. Yeah, it, that was quick, too. But This felt like I was watching Steven Soderbergh's Che, which was four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, to, now that's torture. I mean, it's a good movie, but yeah, that's a torturous movie. All right, well, you know, we'll just leave it at that. Um, we'll hit you with a twofer this week, so we're going to end this episode now. Social media, uh, Twitter, at uh, 4CSPod, at 4CSPod, L-U-I-S, um, 4CS, L-U-I-S at gmail.com, facebook.com slash 4CSPod. But from Luis Cavedo, Dominic Saragusa, this is uh, 4 Colors of Controls. <laughs>